Coming up on Over a Barrel. The sooner they get a debt deal, uh, I think the better. That is unfortunately also then tied to the fact that gas prices could be a little bit more expensive over the duration of the summer. Um, it's more going to be like a one and done when they do agree to the debt ceiling, um, you know, which it, it's inevitable, right? We're not going to default all summer on the U.S.'s uh, debt. So when there is an agreement, it will probably spark a maybe multi-day rally. Over a Barrel starts right now. Matt, great to be with you. Our 13th episode, and I can't be more excited. You know, summer is upon us. How are you doing today? You looking forward to summer? Are you at travel plans? I am traveling right now, as a matter of fact, believe wow. it or not. So I, yes, I do look forward to traveling and, and traveling is a whole lot of fun. So currently in Oregon, I've been in Washington state this week. I'll be back in the Midwest uh, by, you know, over the Memorial Day weekend. So, I mean, it's just everywhere. You know, Matt, most people fly to states or go to states where there's cheaper gas. And you said Washington. My brain is going off that you you're in a place now where gasoline is more expensive than where you left. <laughs> gasoline here is through the roof. I just want to point that out. Uh, I feel folks uh, in the northwest part of the country. I just I feel your pain. And at least I have for the past week while I have been here. Um, in some instances, it's about two dollars more per gallon than what I am used to paying in the Midwest. Well, you know what? There's always there's always a trade off, right? I hear the Pacific Northwest is wonderful. Are you getting the great sunsets with the the evergreen mountains in the backdrop? Yes. And it's funny you should mention that because when the sun sets, it still say, stays technically daylight through, well, so far at about 11 p.m. There was still some light in the sky, which I am not used to. Um, so that's that's been interesting. You know, this Midwestern boy, and of course, I've lived all over the country, but uh, not quite this far north. And so when I'm sitting outside and it's 11 o'clock at night and there's still like a civil twilight going off in the in the western sky and I look at the folks that I'm with and I'm going... Well, this is new. And you grew up in Michigan. I don't know if you had the yeah. same, same situation or not, where it's like even at 11 o'clock at night, there's a hint yeah. of daylight. Well, Matt, that, that I did. I mean, throwback to my Grand Rapids, Michigan folks, because every July 4, it became such a nuisance because you go down to the fireworks, you get your seat. And then in Michigan, at the height of the summer, you're literally waiting till 1030, 1045 for it to be dark enough for them to launch fireworks. I crossed over into the central time zone and Illinois. I feel like the, 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 the latest it stays dark is like a whole different country. It's like nine, nine thirty. Yeah, that's more like what I'm used to having grown up in the central time zone. But even living in Florida, you know, uh, the 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 days do have some fluctuation to them, but they were a lot more balanced between summer and winter. There's still a few hours off, but nothing like that. So when the sun sets, it actually sets where I have grown up. So this is a new experience for me to be able to continuously see daylight, even at 11 o'clock at night. I'm going, wow, I'm not used to this. So maybe that's why gas prices are so high here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Matt. And, you know, talk about sun setting into our conversation, you know, hopefully. Hopefully the sun is setting on some of the debt ceiling issues. You know, it's been a volatile last couple of weeks with the debt ceiling and, you know, oil prices have been all over the map. In fact, um, you know, pulling up my, my most recent here 
uh, prices on a barrel of West Texas Intermediate. It was up last week. It was up yesterday. Um, it's down today. I, I feel like oil, right? It's just all over the map. Um, it's a little bit bipolar sometimes. And a lot of it is because of, of what's going on in Washington, D.C. with some of these, um, you know, discussions over the debt ceiling. And, you know, it's been front and center. Um, there hasn't been an agreement yet. There's optimism and then there's pessimism. I, I, I guess today, Matt, there's a little bit of uh, pessimism going into the Memorial Day uh, weekend and the price of oil was down about two and a half dollars a barrel. So the national average has been inching up. Um, every American, and I, I, I promise you most, I don't know, 95% of Americans, I mean, Matt, you and I for sure, I mean, you, you've already mentioned how gas prices are so much higher in the Northwest. Every American looks at gas prices in the three days before a major travel holiday. So everyone knows that prices have been inching up. That's why prices have been going. You see, I've been so busy all week, I forgot about the holiday weekend uh, price. You're absolutely right, because it was already expensive when I got here. And I'm like, but it keeps going up. I mean, how high can it go? <laughs> you know, but, uh, that, that's where I was at. So you mentioned the, the, the debt talks, um, you know, a lot of the news that's out there. It's really kind of an iffy situation. Um, even the Speaker of the House saying it's it's time to, quote, pause negotiations how long that will last is unknown um the deadline is is quickly approaching so yeah. let, let's kind of do some role playing here for just a moment if we can let's talk about if they don't reach an agreement what that could do and what if they do reach an agreement what that could do to oil and gas prices well matt those two are really really far apart i mean we're talking about an incredible range like uh, if this is a football game <laughs> The goalposts are completely on opposite sides of the field here um, in terms of where we're going to go this summer, uh, right? The left field goal upright is like low prices and the, the uh, right side field goal uh, post is, is you know, much higher prices. So there's a lot of potentials here. Um, and the sooner they get a debt deal, uh, I think the better. That is unfortunately also then tied to the fact that gas prices could be a little bit more expensive over the duration of the summer. Um, it's more going to be like a one and done when they do agree to the debt ceiling, um, you know, which it's inevitable, right? We're not going to default all summer on the U.S.'s uh, debt. So when there is an agreement, it will probably spark a maybe multi-day rally in the stock market, in oil markets, in commodities. And that could have um, a short-term impact on gas prices whenever that happens. You know, uh, maybe it's, you know, sometime this weekend, maybe it's sometime in early June, hopefully not beyond that. If there's not an agreement, Matt, on the debt ceiling, on raising the debt ceiling, a lot of economists believe that that could open the door for a more significant economic recession. Uh, it could mean federal workers don't get paid. It could mean a lot of people don't get paid because the federal government has defaulted. So. If there's no debt deal, Matt, very soon, we could be looking at a, a more pronounced economic downturn, which, by the way, would mean lower gas prices, Matt, because Americans are losing their jobs, they're not getting paid, they don't have money to spend, which means less gasoline demand, less diesel demand, less jet fuel demand. Whereas if there is a deal, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mean the opposite. Maybe not a, a spike in prices, Matt, but it will probably mean an increase in prices. But again, it could be a temporary increase. Because as we know, and if you don't, we go from one issue to the next. Today, and maybe for the next couple of weeks, we're talking about the debt ceiling. But then the rest of the summer, we're going to be talking about economic challenges. So it, it changes very quickly. Right? I'm in Chicago. It's the Windy City. It's the Windy City because things can change direction very quickly. Yeah. And that could happen with gas prices this summer.
So talk to me a little bit about regarding the credit rating agencies. Uh, Fitch Ratings, for example, has now placed the United States AAA credit rating on a, quote, ratings watch negative, unquote, warning of a possible downgrade because of what it is calling the brinkmanship and political partisanship over lifting the debt ceiling. Um, if If you knock at the AAA credit rating for the United States and it starts to go down, Obviously, that's going to create a ripple effect as well, and yeah. that's, that is yeah. not short term. That no. becomes a bit of a, a more serious situation because, if I'm not mistaken, interest rates for just about everything have to go up at that point. Right, and then you have a stranglehold on the economy, map, which is why that's such a dangerous territory to be in, is because that could cripple the economy for quite some time. So, you know, again, if we default, Matt, it's not going to be a good picture. It means lower gas prices. But oftentimes, Matt, if you cheer for lower gas prices in normal times, you're going to be cheering for a a, a slowdown in the economy. Right. Whereas a strong or improving or recovering economy you generally see higher gas prices. So it's tough to cheerlead for lower prices because it's really tied to the strength of the U.S. economy because we are so connected to diesel, to gasoline. These are what power our economy. These are what power our mobility. When the economy is strong, we're more mobile to go out and spend, to go out and have events, to go travel. So generally, Matt, that's that's why, you know, a strong economy, you generally see prices that are higher or rising is because Americans are spending more. And when they spend more, they travel more, they go out to eat more, they go to the grocery store more, they may go to the mall more. They're happy. And when people are happy and feel free, they they travel. It's a very good point. Yeah, it's it's something that uh, I know, for example, I, I as you know, I do a lot of traveling. I'm in Oregon today. Uh, the next time we do a podcast, yeah. I will probably be in either Missouri or Kentucky. Um, there's just a lot of stuff that goes on. So travel, um, it, it could easily impact some of the things that I do, uh, understandably, as well as so many other people. Yeah, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot there. So, you know, it, it, at this point, both uh, sides of the political spectrum are, are of course, doing the standardized uh, blame game. They're blaming each mm-hmm. other. Um, and so gas prices at this particular point, I guess a perfect case scenario for the economy would be they get everything worked out. Everything is fine, but gas prices may not fall on that. Right. In fact, they may actually go up a touch. Is that what I hear you saying? Yeah, they, they, they could. Uh, again, depending on the outcome. Wait, wait a minute. And I also heard you mention Oregon there. And and I, I have to beeline here. This is my ADD. You know, if you're in Oregon, Matt, you, you know, you're in one of two places that you cannot pump your own gas. And so, you know, let, let, let's touch on the other point in a minute. But this is an interesting point. Way, by the way. Yes, that is true. <laughs> so, you know, fascinating. I You know, I've been in Portland a couple of times. Astoria, by the way, which was where the Goonies was filmed. I do love the I Goonies. know that. Astoria, Oregon, beautiful place, lovely breweries, but I'm a Goonies fan. I'm a child of the 80s. And so any other children of the 80s will know the Goonies. Um, But yeah, Oregon, Matt, is one of those places where if you get out to pump your gas, you are going to get chewed out because you can't you can't do that. Same thing with New Jersey. I don't know what it is about the water and on the coastal regions in New Jersey and then on Oregon, but it is illegal, Matt, for you to pump your own gas in Oregon. So Uh, two out of the nation's 50 states, you literally cannot get out and pick up the gas handle. In fact, you hand your credit card out the window, the attendant swipes it, but you know, kind of a, a random fact of the day here is that there's still some states where you literally cannot pump your own gas. 
Yeah, um, and they will yell at you. I find this out the hard way, like I said. Uh, and I will say, though, that as far as the state of Washington versus the state of Oregon uh, gas prices, prices do seem to be a touch cheaper in Oregon. They're both very expensive. Don't get me wrong. But they do seem to be a touch uh, cheaper, at least as of this past week, um, mm-hmm. than, than closer to the same price. So there is there's that. And I'm well, actually, my location, I'm very close to the state border between the mm-hmm. two. You know, it's also really interesting about that. In addition to this kind of uh, pocket of places you cannot pump your own gas mat, the state of Washington actually just in uh, twenty twenty two passed legislation. They are going to start putting a tax on uh, carbon, uh, hydrocarbons. Basically, the gasoline you buy, Matt, you have to pay the state of Washington for the privilege to emit the pollution that comes as a result of uh, burning gasoline. So. If you wonder why gasoline prices in Washington state are going to be even higher and climbing, it's because Washington state now has instituted a carbon tax and oil companies. I mean, you know, Matt, I don't like paying my own taxes. I'd love if my employer would just pay them all for me, but I know that I earn money. So it's, it's, you know, I have to pay some of that. The same thing holds true when it comes to gasoline, right? Oil companies don't have money to just pay every single fee but they pass it along to the end user because it's the end user that's really deciding, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to burn this gasoline in my car. So this is why carbon taxes, they don't affect oil companies. When States pass carbon taxes, Matt, this is a new tax on people that use that fuel. It's just like if, if, if you go to a pharmacy and they tax a pill, the pharmaceutical company is not going to pay that you are going to pay that because you are the consumer of that product. So just kind of another uh, pocket here. California also, California is more of a carbon management program where the assessment on the the carbon emissions is at a different level. Uh, But Washington state is now taxing the end user for the right to consume that gasoline. So what is the prices that you are seeing right now for both Washington, the Northwest? What are some of the prices that Gas Buddy is reporting on right now? Well, Matt, uh, Washington State is one of the states that is seeing prices move up. Um, most of the nation is seeing prices move up. Washington State's up a nickel in the last week. The average is about four fifty-seven a gallon. Um, that's down from five twenty-one a year ago. Uh, but uh, overall, Americans, Matt, this is a this is a pretty big number. Um, Americans are going to be spending one point five eight billion dollars less on fuel over Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday than they did last year 1.6 billion and that's only gasoline matt now keep in mind the price of diesel is down significantly as well in fact um the price of diesel is now averaging uh about three dollars and 93 cents a gallon matt for a semi-truck driver we're talking about savings in excess of 450 dollars per fill up we're talking about the u.s economy is spending 10 billion dollars less every week on gasoline and diesel than a year ago and don't even get me started on jet fuel that's another saving so what we're saying matt is some of the some of the inflation numbers that people probably hear about right the the consumer price index cpi it's 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 very much improving when it comes to energy because the the price of gasoline is dropping the price of diesel the price of jet fuel is far lower than a year ago and it's really terrific matt you know yes prices are still elevated i'll give you that it's still great, though, to see and hear about the billions of dollars that Americans aren't going to be spending 
on filling their tanks up. That's very, very true. I guess just in the back of my mind, whenever I was paying five bucks a gallon last year, I'm I'm wondering what they were paying in Washington and Oregon, and I'm 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 almost losing the color in my face at that point. Going, wow, it had to have been high. You know, it's uh, I feel I feel for for folks whenever prices get that uh, to that level because that's that's not cheap. Well, I quickly looked them up, Matt. The peak price in California last summer. $6.42. That means that those expensive stations in Beverly Hills, I, th- I think most of us can remember those, right? We see them on social media. We see politicians parading about them and pointing fingers because that's what politicians do is they don't actually get anything done. They just point fingers. And California hit six forty-two dollars uh, back in mid-June of last year. At the same time, Washington State, boy, this makes it look cheap. Washington State hit an average of five fifty-three a gallon back in the same date. Matt, the same time, the national average was fifty cents lower in Washington at five oh three. So, this is the cost of tax. This is the cost of bureaucracy. That's why California is much above the national average. So, those places out west are expensive because of a lot of the policies that that they've decided are best for them. Understood. So then when it comes to this upcoming summer uh, type of a driving season, we've already talked about one or two wild cards, that being the debt ceiling. We're not really sure what's going to happen with that right now. What are some of the other wild cards that you are seeing for this summer? Well, Matt, just in time for the Memorial Day weekend, hurricane season is just a few days away. Um, And that is a big wild card. In fact, it's actually a week away perfectly. And so hurricane season, we've all, you know, especially after Hurricane Harvey and Irma back to back in 2017, um, very easy to remember. And Katrina, by the way, in 2005, that really upended the price of gasoline. Not every hurricane is the same, Matt, but hurricanes are a wild card. Let me spell it out for those. I've tried to put this information out there, but um, hurricane season, uh, again, if it's a category one, two or three storm, Matt, it usually doesn't get markets moving. But you have to realize when it comes to refining capacity and refining capacity is constrained compared to where it was back in 2019. So we don't have a ton of refining capacity. We need every barrel of capacity we can get. When it comes to hurricanes, Matt, a hurricane that's a category three or stronger or forecast to become a category three or stronger. And if that cone of uncertainty Uh, brings that storm into an area between Corpus Christi up to Houston, up to New Orleans. That's where you see some of these, we'll call them mega refineries, Matt. Houston is a mega area for refineries because they have a lot of refining capacity. So if that cone of uncertainty, Matt, spells out a category five hurricane going into Houston, like Hurricane Harvey, and then just sitting there and dumping feet of rain, that's really um, that's really going to be tough, um, but not every hurricane. Again, if it's a one uh, category one, two, or three, and if it's you know going to target an area that doesn't have any refineries or any infrastructure, it it it's going to be um, it's going to be a lower impact. And so hurricanes are not all equal when it comes to impacting gas prices. Well, it's certainly uh, that's one area that could potentially be a bit of a problem. Uh, geopolitically speaking, there could be Iran, uh, you know, uh, all types of. I guess yeah. I probably should not have started OPEC too. OPEC, yeah. There's a yeah. lot of lot of uh, wild cards out there that could have a direct impact 
Um, you know, uh, in, there's just a lot of headlines out there that kind of look a little concerning. Uh, you know, I'm looking at some Iran headlines right now showing off new ballistic missiles that they have yeah. manufactured and mounting tensions with Israel, uh, possible military showdown. Now, it's not like we haven't heard that before. Uh, but, you know, it, I guess it's just a reminder of the powder keg or the multiple powder kegs, geopolitically speaking, across the globe. And any one of them, kind of like Ukraine mm-hmm. and Russia, that yeah. kind of implodes on itself and creates a, a ripple could be that wild card that really brings uh, a lot of different uh, brings a lot of, of different issues when it comes to economics here at home in America. Yeah, exactly right. And and Matt, to your point, keep in mind that because gas and oil prices are set by supply and demand, not all of those situations you describe are created equal. Um, something in the Middle East. Um, you know, in Israel, between, say, Israel and Palestine, neither of those two countries is a major oil producer or oil consumer. So that is not going to have the amount of impact as a Iranian drone uh, attack on Saudi Arabia's oil infrastructure. It's anything that will have a major impact on supplier demand, and in this case, supply that can have a very significant impact on oil prices, which then filters down to gasoline. Or, right, if a refinery has a fire in the middle of the summer driving season, Matt, we've we've seen that. We've seen that in LA back in 2015. We've seen it in Chicago, actually, in 2015, when the BP refinery in Northwest Indiana had a catastrophic outage in the middle of August. Chicago prices jumped 50 cents to a dollar gallon overnight. The problem is, Matt, is when you have a significant portion of refining capacity or oil production capacity go offline suddenly with little hope of immediate restoration, that's what starts to move markets. So, you know, a decision from OPEC, that could be fairly immediate. A refinery fire in, you know, the Gulf Coast may not have the impact that a refinery fire in Chicago does because the Gulf Coast has more refineries that can pick up the slack. So I just want to remind everyone. Not all of these news stories impact gasoline and oil prices the same way. And that's why, you know, analysts like me, um, you you know, in our conversations, Matt, that's why we try and break some of these down, because, you know, not every situation is the same. Absolutely. And and one of the things that uh, I know you and I have talked about uh, sort of off the air this week, um, gasoline inventories. Uh, yeah. You seem to exercise a touch of concern regarding mm-hmm. that uh, over this past uh, several days. Can you kind of talk to everyone a little bit about what's going on? And my understanding is they seem to have taken quite a plunge. Well, Matt, it, it's kind of akin to, you know, I, I, I think you mentioned off air that you have a Jeep Wrangler and that you rented for your trip to Washington. Is that, that is right? True. It is true. And, and it's I, a hybrid. I, it's a hybrid electric slash, wow. slash whatever. It's 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 everything. So do you have the top down, by the way? We do. <laughs> we do. That's the only way to enjoy a Jeep. So, you know, very similar to that. I, I would ride my motorcycle in northern Michigan with uh, one of my best friends. Um, and I would I would say this comparison is akin to being in an area where there's not many gas stations. And so you have, you know, you, you get a little anxiety, Matt. If you're driving down the road and there's no gas stations because i mean you're in the upper peninsula of michigan there's not gas stations at every corner like there are in the city of chicago so the anxiety sets in when you start to see gasoline inventory is very much tightened very much like you don't see a gas station at the corner you need them and we'll say your low fuel light pops up right that that's telling you you need gas you're looking around and you're like well cripe there's no station around <laughs> 
That's kind of the same situation we're in right now. Gasoline inventories are very tight. Most Americans probably wouldn't guess that, Matt, because why? Prices have gone down, so you think that everything's right, correct? Yeah, absolutely. That's what makes sense. I mean, it's it's cheaper than it was a year ago, so to you, that might, you know, to most Americans, you're probably thinking, okay, we're fine. But most of the reason why prices are, are much lower than a year ago, Matt, is not because inventories are healthy. It's because Americans aren't driving as much. The concern is gasoline inventories today, surprisingly, Matt, Okay, let, let me ask you this. I mean, I, I do this for a living. You just, you know, fill up your car. Would you expect that gasoline inventories would be more adequate than they were a year ago, given the drop in prices? It would make most logical sense for gas prices and the the actual inventories. The big old tanks everywhere would be a lot fuller, but I guess apparently not. Right, right. So last fall, we heard about how we were going to run out of diesel from a certain you know news channel and you'd expect at five dollars a gallon that that would have been a conversation that we we're talking about last year with gasoline the amazing thing matt is that compared to a year ago when the national average was much higher and i'm quickly pulling it up the national average one year ago matt was four dollars and sixty cents a gallon you would expect that for prices to have come down a dollar and five cents that gasoline supply would be much more lavish one would hope the answer is gasoline inventories are actually down by 1.6 percent from a year ago three and a half million barrels and for those at home i'm going to quickly convert that that is about 147 million gallons less of gasoline today than we have a year ago so it's concerning matt because if that doesn't improve if, 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 if suddenly now here, here's the portion of, of how prices are set supply and demand, right? We hear that economics 101 is supply and demand. Well, supply is actually worse than a year ago, but why gas prices are so much lower today is because demand is even worse off than it was a year ago. Demand is even more anemic than supply. The thing is, Matt, if that, if that very quickly changes, if Americans start to get out more and more and that part of the calculus improves where more Americans suddenly are hitting the road, that's going to put us in a predicament that one side of the equation has improved and the other side is even worse than a year ago. So I'm a little worried that, you know, if, if there's a major hurricane this summer or if the sentiment Americans have, how they feel about the economy improves, uh, there's still some situations, Matt, that we could see gas prices spike. I ho I'm hopeful it won't happen, but it could. So with that in mind, the current gasoline demand, you're saying that mm -hmm. it's about what it was last year. It's a touch more. Where, what are we looking? I mean, we're post COVID, even officially now, we're no longer considered in an emergency right. situation by the federal government. So we're essentially, we can say we are post COVID, even if it's still out there. So travel is not necessarily restricted. So what are we looking at for, for the demand right now? Well, Matt, according to gas buddy data, uh, which measures, and thanks to all those folks who have the pay with gas buddy card, because that's how we get this information. According to our data, Matt, um, gasoline demand has been about 3%, 3.5% below last year. That's, it doesn't sound like a big number. Well, it doesn't right? even sound, it doesn't even sound like that would be the way it should be, you know? I mean, things are supposed to be returning back to normal, so why would it not be 3% higher? 
Well, because a lot of Americans ended up hitting the road last year because the federal mask mandate came off because they were feeling great about the economy. Remember last year, inflation was just starting to ramp up and then it hit fever pitch by the end of summer into the winter when 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 fuel prices were were you know much higher. So last year at this time, inflation was not as bad as it eventually you know, the peak. So Americans were hitting the road because Matt, you know what, after three years or two years of being locked down, you remember the federal mask mandate oh, yeah. disappeared last summer. So you got in that Jeep Wrangler. You didn't have to wear a mask at the airport. You didn't have to wear a mask at the restaurant a year ago. We had just rescinded that federal mask mandate. And a lot of states were saying, okay, we're back to normal, no masks. And so what did Americans do last summer, Matt? They said, I've been locked down. I've had it. It's been a nightmare to plan a trip. I'm going to plan a trip. And a lot of Americans did that. Even at five bucks a gallon, demand was much higher. So now, Matt, that most people have gotten those road trips out of the way, they're they're kind of thinking, well, I just went on a road trip last summer. I'm a little worried about the economy. And so overall gasoline consumption, according to our data, is a bit weaker than last year, which kind of defies logic because prices are lower. You'd expect, to your point, demand logically would be higher. But it's also an exceptional circumstance where we're still kind of navigating this post-pandemic. And so overall, um, you know, that's that's where we're coming at is gasoline demand is softer than it normally would be because we had such it's such a caveat on why gasoline demand was strong last year. We're, We're still kind of bouncing above and below normal. We're still coming out of COVID, and that's why gasoline demand this summer is not going to be as strong is because there are some economic headwinds combined with the fact that everyone and their mother, their aunt, their uncle hit the road last summer. So am I hearing you correctly in saying that we should probably plan an over a barrel cruise? Is that what I heard you say? (laughs) That's what I heard you say. I, I feel like maybe, Matt, we should jump on board with the amount of Americans that are traveling overseas. Maybe it's a cruise. Maybe it's a plane. Hey, you know, those mask mandates are gone. (laughs) I have no problem sitting on the Lido deck with you and and doing a podcast uh, any day of the week. That that would be wild on a cruise. I mean, you know, we'd have to get playing in the background. I don't we'd have to get some Starlink or something to get Internet access. But no, Starlink has uh, linked up with a lot of the cruise lines now. There you go. Internet is fantastic. Internet is everywhere. You cannot escape work even if you try. That's correct. Oh yeah, uh, cruise ships all have internet. Yeah, you you can you can get the whole unlimited package streaming everything. You remember the you remember the old days when you used to you know cellular carriers would have a special deal and you'd have to pay like you know ten dollars a megabyte. Oh yes, <laughs> I remember that. Or even whenever you had peak minutes and non-peak minutes. Oh my goodness, off-peak friends, friends and yeah. family. Yeah, <laughs> I had all of that because I had at one point I my very first cell phone was a bag phone. So I mean, you know that that dates me, but it is the truth. Oh my goodness, I remember my unit in PCD two thousand on track phone back in nineteen ninety seven. Matt, everyone in, in in my high school at the time, by the way, had pagers, yep. and I was literally spending a mi- a dollar a minute to be the cool kid but i've i've always been a technology super nerd same and i wanted i wanted the phone and guess what the track phone the prepaid phone i worked because that's what i've been doing since i was 14 by the way um my family has a restaurant calm down my dad ran it it's legal it's legal it was purely legal for me to work there you know what that that i i got a little allowance matt but the little allowance is not going to pay for a track phone and a dollar a minute 
Um, but I, I was always that nerd. I still am that nerd, and I feel like we both are still nerds. You are right. You are right. That is why we've gotten along for so many years. There's no question. That's why we record a podcast about gas prices. That is exactly right. <laughs> I still, like I said, Lido deck. I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm all for it. I think a, a gas buddy cruise and an over a barrel cruise. I think that's something we should, we should seriously talk about off the air. One day. I mean, we'll just, speaking we'll of cruises, though, yeah. you know, speaking of cruises, they they generally depart from Florida, and like we said, hurricane season. Mm-hmm. You know, what what how, you know does does Carnival does does Royal Caribbean? How do they dodge those hurricanes with the very extensive radars? Because I happen to also be a travel agent, which is nuts, but it but it helps me with all of my travels for video production. But yes, they have all kinds of expensive radars and and hubs that kind of monitor all of that stuff, and they just guide the ships around all the stormy seas whenever it's at all possible and everything. We could also do an Alaskan cruise if we want to avoid all of that this summer. That's fine by me. Uh, did. You know, the last I checked, the only state that produced bourbon was Kentucky. So you're not wrong. And that's where I'm normally at. So that tells you a lot about me. Wait, so do you get <laughs> access to the you get access to the distilleries? I'm I'm I'm. I'm I might. I might. <laughs> you're closer than I am. <laughs> I am most definitely on most days much closer than you. And there might even be a distillery or two in the town that I know. I feel like I we should go to one of the distilleries and record an over a barrel episode. I would not. I could probably make that happen. With I distillery that, uh, that would be, you know. There'd be nothing more over a barrel than having a drink over a barrel, <laughs> recording over a barrel, and being over a barrel about doing so. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Hey, uh, as far as anything on the gas uh, prices, it goes at the typical summer trends that we would normally see. Do you think we are going to see those types of trends with regard to everything? Or do you kind of see some things out there where the, the waters uh, might get a little muddy here and there? Are you a little concerned? Uh, it's kind of like you know, the muddies being a little or the water being a little muddy, kind of like the um, uh, where the Mississippi River dumps in the Gulf Coast. It is a little bit muddy, Matt. Um, you know, uh, typical summer trends. Most Americans believe that gas prices peak in the middle of the summer, which I'm, I'm going to dispel that myth. That is not usually the case. Gas prices almost never peak in the middle of the summer. Now, demand does. That's where most Americans are correct. The third or fourth week in July, Matt, everyone's got their Jeep Wranglers out. They're all apparently in Washington State. Okay, well, maybe not in Washington State, maybe not Jeep Wranglers, but typically gasoline demand does peak in the third or fourth week of July, but prices almost always peak in the spring. And that's because, Matt, I'm going to try to make this um you know, the, 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 this, this comparison. So when NASA, or I, I don't know, I guess when SpaceX launches a rocket, the maximum pressure occurs very, very early on in the journey, right? Several minutes after they hit that maximum yeah, pressure, about, about two to three minutes in, you're absolutely right. right. It doesn't occur in the middle of that space flight it occurs very early on. Yeah. And so gasoline, exactly. So gasoline prices are very similar and that they don't, peak they don't hit maximum pressure peak in the summer but very early on in the journey and the journey starts when refineries begin to switch over to summer gasoline and when at the same time they're also carrying out maintenance so the only way gas prices usually peak is you know in mid to late summer is if there's a hurricane harvey or irma churning out in the gulf coast that has such a profound impact that it exceeds the maximum pressure from early on the driving season. So almost always, Matt, prices peak between a window of April to May. And I'm hopeful that we've hit our peak already. 
But again, there can be other pressures, a hurricane, refinery outages, the economy. I mean, we could have a second hurrah. I'm hoping we don't, but it's normal for prices to peak, you know, between April and May, not in the middle of summer driving season. So tips for a little bit of a less expensive summer. Um, what don't drive. You, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't drive. Okay, well, back to you, uh, you know, Wow. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Uh, what if we have to? What do, you, what do you suggest, sir? Well, Matt, I think uh, hopefully you signed up with a pay with gas buddy card. Um, you, you know, some self-promotion here, first and foremost. I mean, Matt, here's the thing. Before I even with was gas buddy, um, before I even started at gas buddy, um, it was all about figuring out where those cheap prices are. And thanks to technology, we can do that really easily. Um, it doesn't have to be Gas Buddy. It can be Google or Waze. Uh, I prefer Gas Buddy, but shop around when you need to fill your tank. Be wary of state lines. We've mentioned that, right? Because traveling out of Kentucky, for example, where you are, and then going to Illinois, there's a massive difference in state gasoline taxes. Oh, by far. That happens almost everywhere. So if you're hitting the road this summer, pack the Gas Buddy app. About, I don't know, half hour before you hit a state line, pull the Gas Buddy app up, look for gas prices uh, in the state you're in and then across the border. Also, I mean, simple things, Matt, like, you know, maintain your vehicle. Make sure you have air in your tires because, I mean, that, that that's obvious. Um, TPMS in most modern vehicles will tell you if you don't have enough air in your tire, but check right. that out. Get your check engine light serviced, Matt. I, I I know that you used to have a Dodge that I think, <laughs> right? Yep. You that working. used to have a check engine light. I do. Yep. And every once in a while, not all the time, but that check engine check engine light can rob you of fuel efficiency. Yes. And the other thing, Matt, I'm guilty of being in a big city like Chicago is I just get a lead foot. I get sick of traffic. And I will pass them doing over the speed limit. I don't want to say how 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 fast over the speed limit because that might incriminate <laughs> myself. But but Matt, slow down. Leave a little bit before you can. Now I have tried this. Once I get into the calm, peaceful uh, bliss of pure Michigan, uh, where my home is, where my parents live, um, where my family is, I will slow down to sixty five or seventy because I've seen my car have a dramatic improvement in fuel efficiency right at about 65 miles an hour. And we're talking about 15 to 25%, which at today's gas prices is like the equivalent of saving 25 to 50 cents, depending on where you are. Right. So driving a little bit more conservatively, shopping around, um, you know, watching out for loyalty programs. Matt, a lot of loyalty programs in the last year have had uh, big promotions before some of the summer travel holidays. Um, I don't want to single out brands, but there have been brand mat, uh, brands that offer big discounts. Um, there's actually one doing it this weekend. Uh, it's behind us now, but Circle K was offering 40 cents a gallon off on Thursday. So sign up for those loyalty programs because many of the big brands of gasoline will be giving you summer savings all summer long, and it's it's free to sign up for. So check those out. Check out the Pay With Gas Buddy card. Um, that can save you up to 25 cents beyond that. Or if you're a credit card person, there are credit cards that offer rebates and rewards. If you're a cash person, some and a lot of stations have cash discounts now. Uh, driving more fuel efficiently, maintaining your vehicle, removing that excess weight, all of those. Oh, and then the state lines, right? Because especially where you and I are from, we're in a high price state. That's right. So 
all of those can add up, Matt. And hopefully everyone has a terrific, peaceful summer of savings. Let's hope so. And I do have a pop quiz for Patrick because I like to do this. Oh, boy. And I've yet to be able to stump him. But I think (laughs) I think today's question, I might be able to stump him. All right, Patrick DeHaan, what are the only two states in the United States that share a border but do not have a highway that crosses the border between them? Oh, boy. I'm going to have to go out west. That's a good question. I wonder if Oregon, because I feel like I feel like Washington has one and Nevada has one through Reno. I wonder if it's it's Oregon. And Boy, and I'm I'm also wondering what the other might be. I'm trying to openly think here. Wyoming's got an interstate through Cheyenne. I feel like. All right, I'm stumped. I, okay. I am stumped. I'll give you that. The two states that do not even have a gravel road between them that crosses the border, not a single road in any way, shape, or form, are Kentucky and Missouri. That makes sense now that you say it. There's kind of a river in between the two. There is, but there's a river between Illinois and Missouri, and there's a river between Arkansas and Tennessee. And Miss- I mean, there are bridges everywhere, but there are no... Fascinating. Not a single, not not anything. There's not a single two-lane road, nothing that crosses and, and connects Missouri and Kentucky together. You have to go through Illinois or Tennessee. To I feel like I'm going to have to come visit you just so we can, you know, joke and, and share a drink over oh. the fact that there is not a land, there, there's a land boundary, but there's literally nothing that traverses it. Yep. They share a border, but they do not have the ability for you to cross. Matt's quiz of the day. Wonderful. I love I love the fact that you just nailed me with something I had no idea about. It's the first time ever in 15, how many, 16 years? <laughs> how long has it been? That is the first time. I, I, I need another Jeopardy question next <laughs> month. I love it. I love it. We will work on it. That is the first time I have ever stumped this guy. That I'm, I'm rather proud of myself, and I'm going to go out and, and uh, into where I'm at here at the convention. My question is, how long did you have to think on that one? Um, <laughs> honestly, uh, since I am kind of from that area of the world, only about 30 seconds, I'm like, I bet Patrick doesn't know this. Oh, that's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed now. Well, I I live it every single day between Kentucky and Missouri. Whenever I'm traveling for video production, I have to go through Illinois or Tennessee in order to get from one state. to. That is fascinating. I would have thought it would have been a place out west because, I mean, there's not as many interstates and roads out west. Wow. For that to be right here in the Midwest, that that is an interesting it is. And and neither state seem to have any interest at this point in connecting them with the other either. So I mean, it's, it's like, okay, here we are. It's interesting. I feel like this was an episode of The More You Know. Oh, I wonder if I can find that jingle. I'll see if... <laughs> no, 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 anyway. That should be our outcast. But uh, yeah, you know, everyone... Well, uh, Matt, terrific chatting, catching up with you. I feel like I'm now enlightened. And I'm going to have to go down there and see if there's any roads and bridges because that 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 just almost defies logic to me. Well, you are welcome to come down anytime. We can, we can report the, uh, record the podcast that way as well. You know, the home of Superman is in Illinois as well, Metropolis, Illinois. So, I mean, you, you should come and, and see the Superman statue. Well, it is the start of summer. We have endless options. Yep. Hop on the train. I'll pick you up. <laughs> I shall do that. Well, <laughs> that's going to wrap it up. And we're, we're just having fun here on Over a Barrel. Make sure you check us out online and drop us an email. Any questions that you have, comments, we'd love to hear them. Patrick, what's the email address? 
Well, Matt, it's podcast at gaspuddy.com, and you and I are both on Twitter. I feel like you know my handle. I know your handle. Why don't you remind everyone what our Twitter names are? So the, the Gas Buddy guy for Patrick, over a barrel Matt for myself. Get Drop us a line. We're ha- I see a lot of followers, you know, people following my, my Twitter feed, and, and of course, over a barrel show as well for Twitter. Matt, I, I feel like a lot of folks need to, to share some of this information that you just did on a new scale about these little pop quiz questions. I think I think we should start a how to stump Matt or Patrick. And if you have a way to stump us, send them an email, uh, send us an email to podcast at gasbuddy.com or reach out through our social media channels. Um, you know, if you send one of us a question to stump the other, we will absolutely share it. Absolutely. Uh, send them all to me. So I feel like they're going to get sent to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that's kind of the, the name. Well, you, the listener, you just team up with me. We'll stump Patrick. It'll be great. That's, that's, that's where there is. Hey, listen, you have yourself a great holiday weekend, Patrick, and you listening as well. You have yourself a wonderful holiday weekend, and we will talk again really soon. <laughs> <laughs>